In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now, and we might have a hijack over here too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program, Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. That's what it sounded like. We Basically. could have planned that. I could Basically. have busted into it. <laughs> God damn. Start over. That would have been sick. Next week. Next time. We'll Next forget. time. We'll forget. But. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Luke fucked it up. If I had a dollar for every time Luke screwed up the cast, <laughs> I wouldn't have to have a job. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Anyway, well, everybody knows you're back to the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Coindoc Pro, the uh, only podcast that Luke knows how to screw up. Mm-hmm. Can't screw up Joe Rogan, the JRE experience. Can't screw yeah, up Sean Ryan, but you can screw up Coindoc Pro. If I was on there, I could fuck him <laughs> up. I'll figure out a way. <laughs> we'll get you on there. God damn it. We're back. Episode 59. I can't remember. I used to know how to play it. Yeah. I'd have to. It might take me like you 20 minutes. You can take it with you, but you can't in overdrive. Riding on the world. Don't know what he said. 1959. I know, but we're on episode 59. Yeah, well. <laughs> you want to get sued mm. <laughs> by Cohen Doc Pro? <laughs> I was like, he can't sue us, that little bitch. We can sue us. Oh, yeah, true. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. I'm, <laughs> su- I'm definitely suing Luke. Anyway, we're back. Episode 59. Nine. 65. No, we're on episode 59. I checked before we came over here today. Five niner. But for 65, we're going to... But, yeah, for episode 65, we're going to start out with... We're gonna pl- do, we'll play it on the guitar. Yes. We'll actually play a yeah. song. Yeah. I've had requests from p- other listeners that want to hear the band. We got electronic drums. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying they... <laughs> <laughs> they... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm saying that there's people out there that have requested to hear the old band music. So I'm just I'm just telling you guys. The Co Indoc Pro. <laughs> Black cherries. Black cherry pearls. Inside joke. Oh fuck. We used to go to school with this knuckle dragger named Co. <laughs> That's what that, is. <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, and he perfect and uh, guess what everybody? Guess what his favorite band was? Peter Steele typo negative. Yeah, he did like the typo. Oh, speaking of Peter Steele, because obviously he's got a huge package, right? Yeah. Which everybody knows. I mean, mm. we've talked about it. You can you can see it. It's, it's average. March. <laughs> it's, okay. it's marginal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, a friend of mine sent me a video, and it's like like a Instagram reel or whatever where they're like it's like a mate they're, they're made a, a funny video and it's like no wonder guys like to fish and it shows this dude and he's an older guy and he's like fishing in this pond right next to a golf course and then like he he's obviously got a big one on the hook and so he's like trying to reel it in and then eventually he has to like move down and he's like pulling the the line in and then he walks out into the water and everybody's looking at him and he starts grabbing this humongous fish like it's huge it's it's like a 150 pounds it's like the size of (laughs) your dog it's it's huge it's like a bass like the size of your dog okay he starts lifting it out of the water and he lifts it out of the water it's got it's a fake obviously it's got a huge dildo on it but it's (laughs) This humongous <laughs> junk, and he like lifts it up, and it's like holding <laughs> it's got this huge, huge junk, and then he like flips it over, and it's like hitting him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that video, dude. I like literally could not stop laughing. It was just so damn funny. I sent it sent it to my brother, and I was like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> Anyway, we're back. Cohen Doc Pro, episode 59. History. It's going to be history after this. Unofficial, official, unofficial sponsor of the show, Liquid Death. Liquid D. Still waiting. Still waiting on those, those freebies. Not going not gonna to work here anymore. Yeah, pretty, pretty soon we're going to switch to somebody else, Liquid Death. Like, we're going to... I don't know what, what Veolia. What yeah, Veolia sponsored. <laughs> sponsored by Veolia. We're drink their water. That's what we're gonna do. I guess we are. We already are. Do. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Admitted. We'd have to go on hiatus for tell everybody the next two months, but then because we could, yeah. go, uh, it's gonna be another couple. It's months. gonna be yeah, a couple yeah, months we because can't, uh, can't get anywhere. We can't close. Yeah, we can't finish this project because we started another one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding, boys. Just kidding. You're just kidding. We know it's Veolia and Intermountain Gas and the Utilities Commission. It's their fault. We understand. They're a bunch of bitches. A bunch of pussies. But you know what? F them. F them all. F them all, man. Fuck them all, man. Administrative announcement for the next couple weeks. We're going to probably be going to every other week show. Um, thanks to Luke. <laughs> You're welcome. He basically 
he brought his attorney to the table and his um, <laughs> agent and Wants said that he more wanted, wanted more money. Unfortunately, He's a real prima donna. Too many hours. Yeah. And so it's basically. He's basically James Hetfield. Well, I want my cut, yep. okay? I mean, I could have gone the Lars route and sued us all. Get into painting? Maybe you <clears> should <throat> do that. Instead of kill them all. Supplement your income. <laughs> Jesus. Or I could have went the Mustaine route and just started falling. <laughs> well, you already did that. <laughs> but my E.T. DVD was at home, so, yeah, so I couldn't cry. I couldn't break down and cry. Didn't even have the guns on it. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I, my work schedule on thir- every, every other Thursday is now a late work shift, so thanks, work. Hello, work. Appreciate that. Now Doc Pro's getting bumped. Ain't that fucked up to have to be an adult. Adult's hard. Anyway, so we're going to hit every two weeks. And so you know what that means. Bottoms up, boys, because this is the week. This is the week. Get your boners out. Or, I mean, what? They're already Way out. ahead of you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're you still looking for Luke's. Or? Um, oh, quick update on a previous podcast that we did. Oh. The one that we did on Delta Force Operator Billy Levine's murder. Mm. It's been solved. Murderer of Billy Levine and William Dumas has been busted. Yeah, boys. Check this out. I thought that this was awesome. I was like, huh. Huh. So. uh, What episode does it come from? uh, Do you remember? Let me check on that real quick. My. Thing was, interrupt with your no, this thing was loading, so let me check. It was an episode we did, obviously, like I said before. I think it was in the 40s, but don't quote me on that. Abadu. Abadu. <laughs> Bukar. Al-Baghdadi. Crybaby Baghdadi. That's what we were calling him. I wouldn't have cried. <laughs> Died like a dog. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was the best speech ever. Oh, like that that speech deserves to be literally in the same vein as Gettysburg Address <laughs> or you know, or like Martin Luther King Jr.'s I have a dream speech. Like that I went and listened to that whole thing and I was just like, Bro, are you kidding me? How how did he get how did he not get 80 million votes? Like, this after a while, I mean, he literally just stood up there and talked shit to every single mm-hmm. terrorist in the entire world. And all the losers beneath him, and losers they were. Yeah, and losers they were. <laughs> no, and losers they are. I mean, he just the, wrecked them. But um, episode 44. Yeah. 44. Murder, Death, Kill, the Fort Bragg murders. MDK. That not was, the band. No. Not the band. So... As of August 28th, a federal grand jury indicted Kenneth Maurice Quick Jr. Two charges. Two charges. Murder, drugs, firearms, and obstruction. I love it, dude. I absolutely love it because look at this dude. This is the guy right here, bro. This is the guy that killed a Delta Force operator. (laughs) Yep, he did it. That guy right there. This dude right here. Everybody, Google 
Kenneth Maurice Quick Jr. and tell me that is the face of a Delta Force murderer. He's got four names. It doesn't work. You gotta I, have three names. I'm like you. Just three. You killed a Delta Force operator and a Green Beret. Green Beret. This guy right here. Nah, dog. <laughs> so I'll leave it. Moving on. But he was busted. He was the one. He is the guy that they have charged with the murder. And I'm like, first of all, how did that dude? And you'll see when you Google him. How did that dude? Get on to Fort Bragg. Just walked on, dude. Yeah, basically, he just walked. It's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm good. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. No, we got to back up. Not Fort Bragg. Fort Liberty. My bad. Biden changed it because that was Confederate mm. General Bragg. All right. Mm. And that was racist. So it is now Fort Liberty, my yeah. friend. My son, Bo, he used to, he was in the Civil War at the time, and he fought under the same sidelines as General Bragg. I just like to do his breathing. My son, Bo. You got to get up and whisper on some shit. It's because. (laughs) Yeah. But that guy, he's the one that did it. He killed Delta Force operator. Well, that would probably have been the easiest task. Some people would say it'd be easy. I wouldn't say it was easy, but it would be easy. <laughs> it'd be easy for me. It'd but be not easy for else. not anybody else. But for me, it would be. I would probably. I would have killed him twice. <laughs> he did hijack a boat before. <laughs> Yes, he did. Uh, He was in the movie Captain Phillips. Yep. (laughs) He's the captain now. Uh, Anyway, so I just wanted to give everybody right now. I just wanted to give everybody an update so that everybody understands that that dude. Case closed. That's the one that the that the FBI said he did it. All right, he did it. Case closed. On to the next. Just knocking them down. Yep. Totally legit. Seems totally legit. As soon as you see that picture, you're back. Yep, that's the guy I would imagine killed the Delta Force operator. That guy right there probably double tapped him two to the body, one to the head four (laughs) times. Three seconds. Did a mag change. Freaking Robert De Niro. Checked his six. Taking out what's his name from Heat. What? Robert De Niro, what do you mean? In Heat? McCauley, who did he kill? When he takes out the dude. Oh, yeah, Wayne Grill. Yeah, Wayne Grill. Where's Wayne Grill? How the hell would I know? Yep. I had a dream. I I told you guys about my dream. I had a dream of Wayne Grill. Wayne Grill was in it. What were you doing? Me and Wayne Grill, we were hanging out. Naked. Naked. In a bed. In a tub. (laughs) Bubbles? Maybe. Let's talk about this afterward. <laughs> Bubble bath time. Me and Wayne Grove. You have no idea who you're dealing with. Grim Reaper sitting in front of you. And then the kaboom, kaboom, like in a restaurant. You're like, everybody's like, sitting there. everybody would be like, what are you doing? I love that. Want some pie? And he just smashes his face. And Robert De Niro's squinch face. I never went down. 
<laughs> You're gonna overcook it. Yeah. It defeats its purpose. I got no choice. <laughs> Speaking of Robert De Niro, you know what I watched today? So Copland. That's a good movie. Dude. It's a great movie. But they totally missed the mark. They could have made that movie so much more badass. You know, I'm like I'm like looking at I'm looking at him. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Sly's character, Heflin. Cop. I don't remember. The he name. was the sheriff. Was yeah, I can't, I can't remember his name. I think it was Heflin or something like that or something like that. But anyway, I'm like, why are you? Why are you telling all these guys? Superboy came to see me. He said you were trying to kill him, Ray. I'm like, why are you telling him, dude? Now you're gonna get killed. Bro, he could have turned that movie into Serpico. He could have well, gone. there's already been a Serpico. I know, but this would have been like Serpico 1997 because he would have been infiltrating them guys in YPD. Why are you giving away all these ideas when... I should be writing a exactly. screenplay. I know, Serpico 2. So now somebody's listening to it. You're fucked, dude. No, it's copyrighted. I already got it. Poor man's copyright. Probably, yeah. Say the date. What's Official. The date? Today is... Today is November 9th, 1957. 7.57. 9.57. 7.57 p.m. So, poor man's copyright. Yep, you cannot take it. Anyway. Got it. <sighs> anyway, on to the Nod Dog News Hour. What do you guys think? We need to come up with an intro for Nod Dog News I know. News the Nod Dog News Hour. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We'll get something. We'll, we'll work on something. <laughs> It'll be like some, like, Doom, ding, doom. Oh, wait. Don't do that. Taken. You want to get sued? Jesus <laughs> Christ. This guy. All right, we'll do ding, doom, doom. Sounds the same. All you have to do is change it 10%. 10%? I think. Play backwards? Oh, there we go. Ding, <laughs> dong, doom. Well, friend star Matthew Perry died in his hot tub. <clears throat> Cool. On to the next news. Next? Yeah. Um, actually, the enforcer, I, I don't know, she is listening to his book on tape. Apparently, he had he wrote a book, I guess, before he died. Ramblings of a Meth Head. Yeah. Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's something. It's actually, I've been overhearing some of it. It's actually not bad. It's a pretty decent book, but man, dude was out of control. OC out of control. Yeah. Bro. Out of control. Like he was doing like fifty-five Vicodin a day, fifty-two Vicodin a day. That'll do her <laughs> for years, bro. Like, but even after he died, he still didn't shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what killed him. Yeah, I'm like, up. I bet you your kidneys didn't work for at least fifteen years. Well, how old was he? Like fifty-four. Fifty-four. Yeah. What a pussy. <laughs> right. So he did. He gone. Died in his hot tub. And uh, the Pentagon hinted to the media that they could use a laser or microwave weapons to defend attacks on bases in Israel. Yeah. You weird. sent that article. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Uh, but you know what? That's I've conspiracy. Never heard That's right wing conspiracy theorists, nom denying, election denying. I've never heard of that. Mega, mega, mega. Yeah, Maga 1013 Jihad denying right there. I mean, this is brand new technology. We've never heard of this. We have never heard of this. 
You could never use something like that to start a giant fire in Hawaii. No. You could never use technology like that to blast buildings down to the ground. No. Uh Uh-uh. It's brand new. just came out. You could not use technology like that to create a massive earthquake. Mm -mm. There's no way. No. I'm just saying. Can't do it. It just came out. It literally. It just came out. Literally. Literally. So... Butthole Bill is going to be proud of this episode because I am going to, one, pronounce everything perfectedly. And two, when I say nuclear, it is going to be correct. I say literally because there was this UPS driver that I used to know that said literally all the time. And I'm just like, I like it. Yeah. I going to say literally. Yeah. Aggressive. Yeah. You basically uh, just spit in my face every time you're saying it, but it's cool. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and get that. Yeah, right here. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> but that's my uh, that's my commitment to you, BHB. Everything's gonna be perfect tonight. So yeah, there's no way that you could use technology like that because it doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist until no. just now. Yep. Came out it's brand 2023. New. It's brand new thing. Just happened. Boom. We're on we, the cutting edge around yep, here, dog. We decided one day, we're like, you know what? Boom, making it. And then it just happened. Mm-hmm. These things happen. So, uh, in other Israel news, uh, Netanyahu suspended his defense minister over a nuclear weapon comment. Did you guys hear about that? I think I did see that. Basically, the dude said, I, he's like, I think he's like, I don't know if he would be the the equivalent to like our Anthony Blinken dude. That's his name, right? Anthony Blinken, whatever that idiot's name is, or whatever he does. Name's in the government. fucking cocksucker. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think this this dude was the Israel version of that guy, and he mentioned something to the media about how they were. They wouldn't hesitate to use nuclear weapons on Hamas. Hamas makes total sense. So it's just Netanyahu stepped in, dog, and was like, "Boom!" Oh no, we're not talking about nuclear stuff yet, dog. Not yet. Not yet. And then there was some other news. I don't know if it was fake news, but supposedly Biden said that uh, we now have nuclear capabilities that would like dwarf I saw that the uh atomic bomb atomic bomb yep, from I saw that. Nagasaki and Hiroshima and then Putan fake news because and then, I saw the same article there we go and then Putan came out and said oh, well we got one bigger than that I didn't see that one you but. think your bass's dick is big ours is bigger <laughs> this monster this veiny motherfucker that's basically what he said. In not so many words, but essentially he said the same thing. Oh, and then one of my favorite articles was Zelensky. He invited Trump. Oh, I saw that. To come to the Ukraine. He said he needs just 24 minutes to explain to Trump why he can't bring peace. 
And then he went on in the article talking about how he just wants to meet him for 24 minutes. And he said, uh, and I quote, Former President Trump said that in about 24 hours that he can manage it and war finish the war for me. What can I say? So he's very welcome as well. President Biden was here and he, I think, understood some details which you can't understand only being here. Quote, unquote. That was like one of those. That was basically him. I mean, it was like a version of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Pretty close. That's what, yeah. So, yeah. He said he called him out, guys. Called him out. And then yesterday, it's like pretty much over now. It's over. Nobody that's cares about news. Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine sucks, it's, dude. It's, it's done. It's it's over. The whole now. thing is over, dude. It's been over. On to the next one, boys. Yep. And it just ramping up with all the war machine shit. is turning. Bam. <laughs> that was good. We're on the same way. Like Luke that, is over here, freaking. That was not planned. Like, come on, man. I was taking a drink, orchestrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was composing. Baiting more like it. Yeah. Go away, <laughs> baiting. Get me some tweezers. <laughs> you got, really tweezers got the rubber with tip soft hands. Where are they going? <laughs> you got any soft tweezers? <laughs> you know, like the ones that come in the <laughs> in the disposable. No, in the <laughs> in the Swiss Army knife. <laughs> Can I put a with napkin on them? Ends dipped in rubber. <laughs> Give me the napkin tweezers. <laughs> uh. Uh, yesterday, U.S. forces were attacked by in Israel by a dud. Who's that? Dud attack drone. <laughs> by a dud attack drone. Somebody, they I don't know who it was, but they think some... I thought they said that they thought it was Iran or Syria, one of the two. Maybe it was in Syria. I think it, they were in Syria, yeah, and they thought it was an Iran drone, Iranian drone. Hmm. But it, like, flew into the base and crashed and into some people some soldiers in the base and it was uh it didn't blow up because it was a dud it was a dud some would say it's a dud i wouldn't say it was but it was a dud it did its job it did its job it broke somebody's head open but he's gonna be fine i saw this <clears throat> headline i think yesterday or the day before uh that was ukrainian drone takes out russian military Soldier setting landmine. Funny video. So it's like... Ah, this is a funny that's one. That's funny. That it's a funny video. Watch it because it's somebody being fucking up. murdered. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's funny video. Yeah, well, it would have been... It would, it's only funny because it's a Russian getting killed. But if it right. was a Ukrainian, uh -huh. it's not funny. Yeah. So, tragic video. Tragic. Yeah. But it said, it said that funny video. I was like, okay. Like, yeah, that's hilarious, man. That one that went into the base was probably some, actually some dipshit YouTuber. Yeah. Like, oh, this is funny, and had his camera on him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, this is fun. Rallied it right into some soldier's head. 
but yeah, somebody got hurt. Other people didn't blow up, so boom, ipso facto, no war yet. Um, in local news here, uh, we lost the election, man. Mayor McLean is now the Boise mayor for the next four more years. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> Thanks for that, Luke. Your addition to that, that, that was, was uh, unparalleled. That's what I've got <laughs> to contribute. Well, bye. <laughs> Quick, we're done. Later. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, Boise has fallen, people. Don't bother moving here. Well, we knew it was going to happen. Yep. I remember the good old days. No in and out burger. Oh, yeah, I drove by that the other it's day. It's almost open. No Boise Town Square Mall. I remember those that. days. I remember when that was a big, giant field. Now mm-hmm. the biggest mall in North America. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. You're going to get people to come here and see yeah. what it's about. Oh, we love this place. It's got a Chanel. <laughs> a what? No, it doesn't. A Chanel. What is that? It's like a high-end, you know, we have fashion. One of those? No, we don't. Oh. Okay. I'm, I was joking. Facetiousness, dog. Facetious. I don't go to the mall very often. Uh, clearly, uh, you used to go to the mall when we hung out all the time. I know. We mall were rats. mall rats. <laughs> we were fucking... You worked there. Oh. Sears Paint. I know. I, I remember. And we used to walk around the mall and go to Sam Goody. Mm-hmm. Check out all the same CDs that yep. they had the week before. <laughs> Music Land. Music Land. Yep. And look at and, the guitar books. Yep. That they had the same the week before. Spencer's. And the same Spencer's. In each one of those stores. Mm-hmm. There was no hot topic until we got into junior. High junior year. Was it? Yeah, it was high school. Yeah, it was junior. Yep. Because yep. I applied there and I didn't pass the math test. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Had a math test to work there. Yeah, <laughs> I had a phone interview with the lady, and then she was like, "Okay, it sounds good. I want to hire you, but you got to like do this little phone thing, and then when you're done, um, it'll send me the results." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And uh, it was like a math. It was it was basically like somebody gives you three dollars and fourteen cents, and you owe them back a dollar seventy six. How much change do you, you know, you what's the difference? Yeah, and there was a time, oh, and I was, and this was before you had a calculator in your pocket. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, I had no clue that I was getting ready to do math. Running around the house, so, spending your time with yeah, I was at my girlfriend's house, and I was like, what is it? You're smart. <laughs> and so she did the math real quick in her head, and then I'm like typing it in because you had to use the cordless phone. Oh, shit. And so I'm typing it in, and guess what I did, boys? Transpose the numbers failed god damn i would have been a hot dude i probably would be the ceo of hot you'd Topic be right running now. that bitch that That'd was be... like when i tried to come work with you at the inventory counting place and i failed the math test what <laughs> yeah. i i remember that but i don't remember that you, there was a math test on that yeah when i had to go to the that agency. was the worst job ever remember i came and met up with you at fred meyer one night when you were 
work in Real Lake because it was like overnight. And I oh, yeah, yeah. We worked graveyards, yeah. Yeah, I came up just because I had nothing to do, and I was like, I'll come meet up with you. That was the one in Garden City, wasn't it? No, it was uh, 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 Franklin. Was it? Yep. I don't remember counting that one. Yep, you did because I came out and hung out with you. And then I went to the temp place. Yeah. To be, oh, yeah, yeah. And I failed the math test. <laughs> Dude, you made me look so bad. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Just think how different our lives would be, dude. If you had gotten hard, hired at RGIS, Regis, and I would have been hired at Hot Topic, bro. It been a lot different. We would be... Millionaires by now. The millionaires. <laughs> the millionaires. Uh, that that job at Regis sucked, dude. That was the worst job ever. You had to like you had to put on this stupid like calculator thing. And oh that that reminds me. I was listening to Neil Diamond the other day on the Neil Diamond radio show. Uh, what? Neil you don't like Neil Diamond? No, I was just that was my impersonation. Something, whatever, dude. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, so when I was working at RGIS, I worked with this clown. I'm, you guys remember this story. And uh, the guy claimed that he was at an audition, and then he, they were, they were guitar players, and then he stepped out of the way and let the guy in front of him go, and that was Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond got the record contract and he didn't. Remember I, I do, told you guys that story? And, and you were like, how fucking convenient. <laughs> <laughs> that was your answer to it, dude. That was, I remember that. Because I'm like, I, I'm kind of like my mom. Like, I, I, I bought that I bought that story hook, line, and sinker. I was like, he was almost Neil Diamond. He met Neil Diamond. You're like, how effing convenient. And I was like, yeah, how convenient, right? Like... Yeah, that was a fake story, man. That guy lied to me. <laughs> I do remember that story now that you say that. I don't remember my reply, but I remember you telling us that. Yeah. Yeah. How old were we? That was 20? That was when yeah. I moved back from LA. 2021. So 20 No, it was 20 I, I mean 20, like 20, our age. 22. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. basically 20 years ago. Yeah. We're not old. God damn. <clears throat> but yeah, That's so insane. Um, yeah, I, you had to strap on this leg calculator and then you'd have strap to go through <laughs> yeah. and then you'd have to go through and you'd have to count things. And it was 1k, 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 2k, 2k, 3k, 3k, 5k. That's how you count it. And then it you programmed your dog. It, you still you, know. It. Oh yeah. And you just go like, and the K was the ad button. K was ad. It's just like working at FedEx. Yeah. It freaking sucked. And I remember, like, you'd work, like, all night, and then the last the last place that I counted was Burlington Coat Factory, oh. when the lady was like, you need to cut your hair, and I was like... <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later, bitch, yeah. And I quit. She's like, it's touching your collar. And I was like, and? Call your mom. Yeah. It's like, this job sucks anyway. I only make, like, $6.15 an hour. <laughs> Uh, See, we're working men. We yeah, we are. these shit jobs. We are pretty rad. Um, oh, I guess the last couple uh, things is uh, ATF and Biden lost the pistol brace ban. My son Bo had a pistol brace once. 
And then I had to throw him in prison. I took it away from him. Spanked him on his bottom. <laughs> A few times. Well, we're in the shower. <laughs> Back then. Yeah. So for the not smart gun person, which is me, what is that? I have no idea what that is. So essentially, if you have anything with a a rifle, with a barrel under 16 inches, so that goes from the chamber, the end of the chamber, to the end of the barrel, has to be 16 inches. Anything less than that is considered a short-barreled rifle, and you have to get an ATF tax stamp, which is 200 bucks, to register it with the ATF. And a, a big... And it's a big, it's a background check. yeah, it's a background check. It's just, and... it's just a lot of hoops. It, it, it's very time restrictive. They take a year. I mean, my last suppressor that I bought was fast, and it was like seven months. It was like a seven month, and that was an e file. So anyway, um, what ended up happening is some guys went around that by saying that having a short gun, they would put instead of a stock on the gun, so like a shoulder weld. Okay. They would put something that looks similar, but it has like a little loop on the bottom for you to put your arm through it so you could use the oh, gun. like a like wrist a, rack. Yeah, like a pistol. So they call those pistol braces, but most people, you see them on YouTube all the time where they're shouldering them, and that's illegal because basically that makes the gun a, a short-rolled rifle. rifle. Oh, okay, okay. So all these YouTube idiots are the ones that did it to themselves, you know, by filming all themselves with pistols technically shouldering them and putting it on youtube and there's a lot of um navy seals that were at fault for doing that so come on guys but up until 2017 it was okay to shoulder uh yes a pistol pistol brace yeah and then they so essentially it was just a it's an administrative rule atf came out like what almost a year ago in it was last January. summer. Yeah. January is when that rule went into. But they gave everybody until like May or something like that and said, you have to either throw your pistol brace away, turn your rifle in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or you can do a free form one, which is like basically putting in your application to make it into a short barreled rifle. And they were waiving everybody's $200 tax stamp. So if you were actually going to do a, an SBR, a short barrel rifle, it made sense to do it at that time because it was a free tax stamp. But a lot of people were not doing it because they were worried about it being like a, you know, okay, some kind of a trap. It's a trap! It's a trap! Admiral Akbar and stuff. So anyway. I don't know shit about The Supreme Court shot it down and now... You can have your pistol braces, which is kind of a win. Well, I think I'm going to go buy one. You I don't have a gun. Yeah. So. I'm just going to buy the pistol brace. I got a whiz. You guys, carry on. Don't worry. We'll be fine. I know. Um, and, oh, thanks for that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> massage action. Last thing, Joe Manchin's not running for re-election. That's, That's a, a bummer. <laughs> I was thinking of saying, damn, dude. Ah. <sighs> Oh, that sucks. <laughs> and who was it that got the Speaker of the House? Oh, the dude um, f- from, he was like one of the tr- pro-Trump guys, Mike, Charlie Wilson. Mm. Charlie Wilson's war. I'm just joking. I don't know. Some guy. Because I think last 
last time that hadn't been it hadn't been announced no squared away yet no no but we got a new house speaker i think it's mike something maybe not i don't know thought did did you watch any of that um the republican debate no last night no i watched some of the highlights and that uh ramaswamy was just fucking tearing them up burning everybody it was kind of funny sometimes you got to you know what i mean yep uh yeah so that's it for the not dog news hour for me and it was actually almost an hour Damn. 40 minutes. You're welcome, people. We just enlightened you and opened up your minds to all kinds of stuff. Well, you got anything before we get going or into the main event? I don't think so. Of course. I'm just doing the Hellraiser puzzle box here. Yeah, basically, you should not be messing with that at all. Pinhead in here and be our guest speaker. Probably not a good idea. <clears throat> so last week, which would not be a week ago, but a week ago, a week ago, mm-hmm. right? So a week, a week ago, we're talking about Roman Polanski. Old Roman the pervert Polanski. That actually kind of rolls off the tongue. Pervert mm-hmm. Polanski. Yep. That's a good one. So we were talking about him, and uh, didn't you watch a couple of his sweet-ass movies that you were going to review? I did. I watched both uh, The Ninth Gate and Rosemary's Baby again. I haven't seen The Ninth Gate since high school. I went to that movie on a date, Mm. and... uh, it's a, that was probably not the movie to go on a date to. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It's a slow movie, but it, I mean, it's pretty good if you're into that kind of movie. Yeah. I mean. Oh, welcome oh, did back. I interrupt. Yeah, you Excuse actually me. ruined the podcast. Good. Let us good. put our pieces away. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> my bad. My bad. So, what did you think of it? I still liked it. I mean, it was Ninth Gate. Ninth Gate? Mm-hmm. Do you want to borrow it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Was there anything out of the... I mean, obviously that movie is about nothing but opening the Ninth Gate to hell. Mm-hmm. So lots of occult and satanic-themed th- mm-hmm. themes, Yep, man. It was, I think the, uh, um, the house where all the, the Satanists were. Don't spoil it for. I think that was the house from. Um, Hill. No. Uh, Rosemary's baby. No. Uh, He's working. Eyes wide shut. Mm. Ah. Pretty sure Kubrick. that was the yeah, Kubrick. Same place. Um, there's not like really a whole lot you can say about it because it's all like in your face in that movie mm-hmm. with yeah, all nothing, the nothing overly subtle there. Yeah, um, I remember that. I remember it being like very like whoa. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
it's that kind of movie, so there isn't a reason to, you know, put in hidden shit or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you're intentionally doing all that. Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird watching it with, after, you know, a few years of not seeing it, it seemed more like, um, instead of Johnny Depp trying to track down all the, the books and the, you know, the picture pages from each one of those picture books, pages, it was like pages. him taking the journey that's in that book. Like he was, he was in it. He was in the book throughout the movie. I feel like there's a lot of spoilers for you know just yeah. throwing some shit out. Yeah, there. spoiler alert. Fuck them. Another one that's good. I know it's not a lot of the same thing, but Lost Souls that was a good one with Winona Ryder. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland. No, I can't remember the dude's name, but that's a good one. Lost Souls. Mm-hmm. It's kind of. I think it may. Oh, have I'm come thinking out. Lost Boys. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, I'm Kiefer that's, Sutherland. That's awesome. good too. But Lost Souls was a good one. Hmm. Kind of like that same style. But I think I did good. see that, but it's been a long time ago. Do you want to borrow it? No. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll find it. Might as well just go home then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, obviously going off the Polanski thing you know that's one of his not one of his most recent movies but yeah that was like 97 yeah definitely definitely post uh, the entire Tate death and him getting convicted as a pervert yeah not being able to come back to the US prevert um what about Rosemary's Baby so you rewatched that Mm mm-hmm it was, Which I still haven't watched again. I don't know. Time period wise, for me, it's kind of hard to watch those. But I, it was a good movie. I mean, why is that? Because it's just like too old, <sighs> kind of cheesy. Old. Yeah, a little bit. Not just cheesy. the way everything looked back then. But if you just get by that, mm-hmm. I mean, the movie is good. Yeah, like it's like how- watching the original Psycho versus watching the remake. It's kind of like. Mm. And Whereas I, the remake, what, the remake's pretty good. Yeah, and that's what you know. We were saying too. It's like Rosemary's Baby. What was it? Sixty something or seventy Seven, something? Sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. And it's like after seeing Hereditary in our age, it's like that's what that was mm-hmm. for that time for its period. time. Yep. It's like that's pretty fucking. <clears throat> that was probably, and I, from what I read, is that that was a very um shocking movie for the time mm-hmm. to Kinda come like out like the a exorcist yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, all that shit around that time yeah. was just people passing out and yeah. freaking out yeah but i i can see that one being like for that time it's like yeah. probably shocking and like yeah. oh shit but yeah you being... look at the movies coming out in 67 and that was probably like very edgy and mm-hmm. over Absolutely. the line. I mean, yeah. like when yeah. uh, Rob Zombie put out House of the Thousand Corpses, you mm-hmm. know, in early 2000s, it was like when that finally hit the theater, what was that, 2004, three or four? Because you were in... House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah. Didn't that you? was before. That came out, I think, 99. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Originally, he was going to, and then Universal shut it down. 
He we had were, it. We were we we seen it in the theater, and then we went to it before I moved, and we went to it at midnight for a week straight or a month yeah. straight. Yeah. So that would have been that was oh oh three yeah. So it would have come out. He had it done though. He had it six months before. No, no, he had it done in the late nineties, and then it got shelved for years because it was X rated, and they they didn't or it was not uh, NC seventeen originally. And one of the, when they did a screening test screening of it, this was when it was done. So this was probably like our junior senior year. They did a test screening of it, and then um, one of the universals, like big wigs, whoever it was, somebody from the, you know, higher ups, CEO people. Yeah, his kid got like so scared watching it, and his this was his adult son that he had nightmares for weeks, and then that producer or whoever he was went and had the funding and everything pulled. And so he didn't have it done yet, I think is what I remember. It wasn't done yet. And then he, he did had all to, those. And then he did all of the independent stuff. And then he took the money and then went back and reshot some of it and finished it off. And then that's when he ended up putting it out with Lionsgate. And it was like an indie film. Hmm. And it, it didn't come out until 2003. Because we saw it when it came out. It yes. was right before you moved to Arizona. Yeah, we went and saw it, I think, at... Uh, didn't we see it at Edwards? No, and, no, and then we went to the real theater to see the continuing. Ah, uh, for the I, next month we went to. Yeah, because it may have Saturday. gone to Edwards for like a week and then yeah, it got booted. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember watching it a bunch there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when you were gone, Luke and I went and watched that, and at the same time, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake was coming out, and it was at the Dollar Theater, and we went to awful. it like, huh? It was awful. We didn't think so at the time. We watched it every every week, pretty much like midnight movie every week when you Rewatch were gone. It. Huh? Rewatch it. Oh, I'm sure now it's lame. And <laughs> it's scary. I will say, like watching like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. That's like House of a Thousand Corpses, mm-hmm. basically the same movie. Yeah. Like rip off. I remember watching it? I was like, hmm, "Where's Captain Spaulding?" Yeah. <laughs> We'll sit, hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of that, that to me would be what you would equate the Rosemary's Baby to yeah. probably of the 60s. It was just some, shocking ones during yeah. certain time periods mm-hmm. that were like, whoa, ahead shit. of their ahead of their mm-hmm. time or right on the edge pushing the envelope. Yeah. It was like, you know, there wasn't anything graphic in it. It was all kind of like psychological stuff going on in Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still have the same vibe. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, I did think it was interesting that uh, in one of the scenes, the Rosemary's husband sticks a book up on the shelf and uh, Spoiler. <laughs> 67, bro. <Dude. laughs> um, Sammy Davis Jr.'s book is on the shelf, mm. which at the time he was a, uh, Member of the Church of Satan. Yeah, Anton LaVey. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Bunch of pictures with him and uh, Anton LaVey. And... But also, um, Rosemary, what was her name? Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow was married to Frank Sinatra at the time. And mm-hmm. so Frank Sinatra was really 
uh, I don't, I don't want to say protective, but like always pushed, um, Sammy Davis Jr. and like everything. Why is so, that? Just the way he was, I guess. Cause there was a, a few times where, um, when they were doing their, you know, live shows that, uh, if the band, if it was like black people and the hotels wouldn't mm-hmm. let them stay there, he'd say, okay, well, we're not doing yeah. our show here. Okay, we're out of here. You don't so, need us. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Yeah. So. Was uh, Sinatra ever into any of that uh, Satanism, occult stuff at all? I don't think so. He was into the mob. (laughs) (laughs) He was in this thing called uh, the Columbo crime family. And good friends with JFK. Yeah. So he was into everything uh, else. Yeah. Yeah, into Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Who was it? <laughs> Pretty much everybody was into that chicken then. So, yeah. Um, after the last episode, one of my buddies reached out to me and uh, was asking me kind of like about the Manson and Tate murders. First off, he told me that um, that last episode we did was nothing but nom denying. So good, which is That's what we're going for. Pretty yeah. accurate. What and is then, nom? Yeah. What is it? I don't understand. And then uh, Lisa was like, "Yeah, you guys got you know, you guys went way off topic with Metallica." I'm like, Dude, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like, that made perfect sense. It was a perfect segue for everything. Yeah. We got people listening. Tell us we're going off topic. Yeah, I'm like, dude, well, first of all, you're listening to the wrong show. You must be listening to Joe Rogan. First of all, you better mind your fucking tongue. (laughs) Mind your tongue. Get my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Get my cat's name out your mouth. But anyway, so he asked me, um, the the text he said, he said, uh, what if the Manson family didn't do the murders? It was the glasses guy, so the glasses that they found at the scene, and Charles hypnotizes them to take the fall. And I, I don't, I, I've I've said it before, but I don't believe the official narrative on the Manson family murders at all, especially with the Tate murders. The LaBianca murders, I'm not really s- s- certain on. I haven't, I haven't done enough research into it. But the motivation for the family to kill Sebring and Abigail Folger and Wojtek Frakowski and, you know, Sharon Tate and all that, the, the Terry Melcher connection, like none of that to me makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not a good motive at all, you know, just to go find some Hollywood pig and murder him for, you know, let's get the Helter Skelter started, mm-hmm. you know. it's like dude like to me none of that makes sense and so i i personally don't think that that is a far off theory i don't think it's that far off at all especially when during the mk ultra series we talked about and found the connections between 
you know, the uh, that hippie movement, the San Francisco scene, and then even Manson with, I mean, we didn't do the work, but we did some of the connection, but uh, other connection, but a lot of the connection was made by Tom O'Neill in the book Chaos, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, Manson's connection to the uh, military industrial intelligence complex and I, I just, I don't, I don't buy it at all, man. And I think that it it wouldn't it would not be very far from the path to say that was committed by somebody else and then they were using remote viewing hypnosis and all of the stuff that they were practicing on these cult people to implant false memories and things like that and talking about the actual murders like the actual physical evidence that linked the family to the crime on Cielo Drive is three things. There's only three physical things that connected them to it. There was two, and this is from what I, I obviously have not seen. I haven't seen the files. We haven't. We we don't have the files. But the stuff that I've seen, that I've read, there was only two fingerprints and a broken pistol, like revolver handle that linked them to the actual crime other than one of the family members testimony against everybody else. Mm-hmm. So saving their ass. So that's not, yeah, that's not a lot of evidence. You know what I'm saying? For a crime scene that that was that big. I mean, you had five people that were murdered, you know, stabbed to death multiple times, blood and everywhere, staging the bodies, staging and- the bodies, all of that stuff. Bodies, not just in one spot, but you know throughout the entire like layout of the of the uh property outside in a car you know there was there was a a lot of dead people everywhere Mm -hmm. but to only have three pieces of physical evidence two fingerprints one was on the door the front door and one was on the inside of the door frame and then the the uh, broken revolver handle that initially lapd said when they got there was on the uh, entryway like on the porch patio entryway going into the door somewhere in that area and then somebody accidentally kicked it and it went under a chair in the living room area kitchen whatever like in inside the house mm-hmm. but the only two fingerprints that were found in there were one was patricia krenwinkles and one was tech tex watson's so that's that's the only stuff that linked them to the crime and then um, the gun, the pistol that was missing the handle, had been found. So this happened in August. The murders happened in August 69. September 10th of 69, some kid at the base of the canyon, going up the canyon to Cielo Drive and all that, at the base of the canyon in their backyard, the kid, a kid found a gun. A revolver took it to his dad or took his dad to it. They were careful not to touch it or do anything. They called the police. Police came out. They thought it was from a burglary or whatever. They scooped it up. They didn't think twice about it. They left. And then December 69, they tied the gun that they recovered at the base of the canyon, and the gun handle matched them up that that was, that was the gun that was used in the crime. Yeah. But there was no physical or DNA evidence that was on that to link him to any of the suspects. And obviously 69 is, you know, a long time before 
you know, crime, crime scene etiquette and procedures and things like that were probably really established, mm-hmm. even though the FBI had been working on, you know, fingerprinting since the early 1900s and stuff like that, uh, 1914, 15, somewhere around there, or, you know, building up the fingerprint database and stuff, because fingerprinting actually was a thing in the late 1800s. But hmm. anyway, so um, that we can't really fault LAPD for the the way that they handled the crime scene. I don't think in '69 guys well, walking they in, what they, were doing. they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're just yeah exactly walking walking in and out, walking through blood, you know, boot prints, footprints, <clears throat> shoe prints going through everything all over. Mm-hmm. You know, they they just didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to do that. They weren't collecting biological material at the time to save for the future. That's mm-hmm. going to be a time when we could actually test it. I mean, nobody knew. Yeah, nobody knew that. So we can't fault those guys, and I don't, I don't fault them. But I'm just saying to have a prosecutable case where you put multiple people in prison for life and on death row to only have three pieces of evidence is probably it's on the I would imagine the low side. Mm-hmm. But um, so anyway, at the scene, no knives, no clothing for the suspects found there. Nothing. Did they? Did the? Um three did they have like wounds and shit on them consistent with something like that i don't know well the problem was is that they were they weren't arrested till several months later remember yeah so i mean almost at the end of the year like it was like late december when they went when um i think it was late december don't quote me on that but it was several months after the murders that they got rolled up out in uh death valley mm-hmm. at the spot uh, not spawn ranch but at the uh i forgot what they were called it was out in death valley mm-hmm. and they got rolled up for stolen vehicles and stuff mm-hmm. and then that's when lapd uh connected them to the murders and i don't remember what i don't remember exactly what tom o'neill said the connection how they connected them i think i think what it was was that they put them in jail for the stolen vehicles and then while they were in there Sir susan atkins was running her mouth to a jailhouse stool pigeon to a rat <laughs> and uh talked about being parts of the murders and doing this and that and that they killed them and that's i think how they ended up initially connecting the dots but so during that susan atkins ends up telling the stoolie <laughs> that uh they had thrown the knives and thrown their bloody clothing you know out the out the car when they were driving down the, down a canyon she just described it as a ravine and a hillside and so when that got leaked um to the press a bunch of the media went out and were looking in those what they would try to find as ravines and hillsides looking for the evidence and then <clears throat> at that time is when LAPD I think it was the 15th yeah, December 15th, 69 is when the PD found the clothing of the suspects out there, but they never found the knives or anything else. It was the Christmas of 69. It was the Christmas of 69. Oh, yeah. My bad. My bad, dog. <laughs> but um, so that kind of backing up, there was a, a neighbor that saw them, and we talked about this before, 
washing in his hose, you know, mm-hmm. and they were washing the blood off themselves or whatever right after the murders happened before they got in the car. Um, but <clears throat> so kind of fast forwarding, they they end up getting prosecuted, obviously, and convicted. Um, but there's just there's not really any other physical evidence aside from the handle, the two the two uh, fingerprints, fingerprints, and then. You know, some clothing that they found several months later that was bloody. I don't think they ever did any DNA analysis to say that, yes, this was the victim's blood. I mean, obviously they didn't because they didn't have the technology or that this was the suspect's blood or anything like that. They just kind of like, hey, this is hippie clothing and it is what it is. And then the glasses that were found at the scene, nobody knew whose glasses those were. So... I guess where I'm going with all of this stuff is that to me, I personally don't know that I believe that one, that Roman Polanski hired somebody to have her killed, right? To me, that motive doesn't really make any sense. Um, I don't necessarily think that he had knowledge, previous knowledge that it was going to happen, to be honest, and that he had some motive to go, you know, I'm going to put myself out of the country while she gets killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't kind of, I don't think that that, uh, what do you guys think? I don't think that that's a thing. I haven't, I haven't really studied into that guy much, but it doesn't seem like that there'd be a reason for it. So here's the reason why I personally don't think that Roman Polanski was, had anything to do with it is one he roman supposedly kind of like fancied himself as some kind of like wannabe private eye detective like kind of person um you know brother seamus a dick like you like you a dick like you brother seamus um so fucking park ranger (laughs) so um, to me, the fact that he kind of investigated after the fact, trying to figure out who did it, and and he did like a couple of things that I thought were interesting. One I didn't even know. I I didn't know that he suspected Bruce Lee of murdering them and her hmm. at one point. Just fucking walked up one inch punch, dog. Boom. Here Just we obliterated, go. right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, he, he did. Um, and apparently there was a book uh, about, I think it was an autobiography about him. or a, Yeah, not an autobiography. There was a biography about, maybe it's not, I don't remember. There's a book about Polanski and he mentioned, the writer mentioned that Polanski had thought that Bruce Lee did it at some point. And Be then... Water, my friend. Yeah. So <laughs> the reason why he thought that was he he ended up getting in connection with Bruce Lee from another producer and then Bruce became friends with her with Sharon and at some point Bruce told her like yeah you and Roman are going to be as good as a house fire together as a house that's on fire or something like that. He kind of like took a dig at him. Like he didn't think that they were going to be a good couple. And so supposedly Bru- uh, Roman thought that that was obviously we, you would take that as a, as a dig. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
at one point after the after the murders had taken place when he was playing detective bruce they were staying in touch and bruce claimed yeah i gotta go to my eye doctor and get new glasses because i lost my old glasses the big fuckers yeah and so and so um he had the glasses that had been that LAPD had left there and had sent them to like some place up in San Francisco to have like the lenses checked and all that stuff. And they found that they were like very specific prescription and a very specific kind of like brand of sunglasses or glasses and, and all that stuff. And so he had that information. And I guess when Bruce was like, yeah, I got to get some new glasses. He was like, "Uh Oh, you lost his glasses. He's the dude. So Roman thinking on his feet, which this is a pretty good move. He's like, hey, you know, I'll give you a ride down to my optometrist and I'm going to buy you a pair of glasses because you've been such a good friend to me through this whole thing with Sharon being gone. And Bruce is like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 forget about it. And so he did. He took him in there and he bought him a pair of glasses. And I guess he was like, yep, it's not the, not the right prescription. He's not the guy. So that was an interesting story i didn't know i didn't know that um and then the other thing that he did good thing you turn because yeah he's ready (laughs) (laughs) mask on and all so uh first of all bruce lee does not know jujitsu i knew jujitsu so i'm just saying he knew a bunch of stuff he's basically started mixed martial arts yeah well uh, i'm just saying have you ever heard of Jeet Kune Do saving anyone in a gang rape type of situation? I don't no, know. You I've never not. studied it. <laughs> but did That's... you know Linda Lee Cadwell lived in Mountain Home? And don't care who's that. His wife. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm from Mountain Home. Look at me. She doesn't live there anymore. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Interesting Jeez, fact. Jeez, dude. Let's go. Take a dump in here. Bro. Need to eat. Like you take my, my back, back pill. Tristan <laughs> 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 vacation. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, so look, the other fat. Th- look, listen, <laughs> fat. So the other thing that Roman did that I thought was interesting on the investigation side is that he hired a handwriting specialist, and he sent handwriting samples from his producer William Castle I think his name is William Castle let me check my notes yeah William Castle the producer of Rosemary's Baby and he sent that dude's handwriting sample to a handwriting analysis expert to see if it was the same person that wrote the stuff in blood like Mm -hmm. the pig and war with pigs or whatever it was you know huh donut so I th- that that to me was kind of interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, so so Roman Polanski was a fed basically. Basically, he was um, a fucking narc. He's a narc. <laughs> You're the narc, James. Uh, yeah. So to me, that one it doesn't sound like somebody that would. Have been involved with it. Yeah, unless you're like really smart, and then you're just trying to get them off your trail. But just like Sharon's dad, the colonel mm-hmm. from the army that like went undercover and kind of became a hippie and tried to infiltrate the scene to try to figure out who did it. Like to me, that's not a move that somebody who's guilty 
and was part of it would take you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like why are you out there trying to solve it on your own if you already know who did it because you're the one that did it and like you're going to spend most of the time probably like just you know probably finding out what the investigators know mm-hmm. versus going out and trying to find more information on your own right yep trying to stay ahead of them yeah instead of calling instead them and being like hey what do you guys you guys find anything out you mm-hmm. guys uh you guys got any promising leads man <laughs> got us working in ships <laughs> leads <laughs> that sounded exactly like him <laughs> oh man what's that smell probably a vagrant <laughs> probably used it as a toilet and moved on all <laughs> the credence uh but yeah so to to me Thinking that Roman was a suspect, I just I don't know if I buy that. Um, I I don't I don't really see the motivation other than him wanting her money. But it's kind of like you know she's probably it's just like the whole Kurt Cobain thing. Like, and with Kurt, he was probably worth more dead than he was alive because he was getting ready to quit Nirvana, right? Mm-hmm. So that's some good motivation right there. That's Apparently like, he didn't like Dave Grohl. Oh, well, I don't like Dave Grohl either. There goes my I, hero. I read that just the other day that apparently they were on the outs or some shit. Yeah. He was planning on quitting Nirvana. He had, he had mentioned it, that he wasn't even going to do that. He didn't want to do that last that tour that they were planning on going on. So I think that there was a lot of motivation there for him to die because his being dead, he was, his estate, he's worth way more, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to quit, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be bringing in all that money over the years. And, you know, at some point you're just going to fade out and you're going to be uh, mud honey. <laughs> <laughs> Touch me, I'm sick. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, nobody remembers mud honey. Just the name. Just the name. Uh, but if Sharon was alive and was going to continue to act, she's going to continue to be in, and she had only been in 11 movies at that point, 11, I know, (laughs) but she had only been in 11 movies and, you know, she was just barely starting to kind of break into the, into the scene as Mm -hmm. a movie star. So if you want her dead because of the money, premature dog (laughs) a little preemie Uh, wait a few more years yeah and i mean and maybe there was talks that she was going to get out of acting Mm -hmm. you know because of the kid but everybody says that i'm I'm done i'm having a kid and then in like two years like get this kid away from me i gotta go yeah i gotta be an actor you know i need some money need some money some people would want money i don't need money (laughs) uh but to me yeah that's just the motivation just eh, i mean I guess you could make it work, but it just didn't really seem like a didn't seem like a a, a motivating factor to go kill her and then mm-hmm. make it such a messy scene and kill all these other people and you know all that stuff. So, but the fact that he was like investigating his producer that to me raised some interesting questions. Yeah, what was going on there? Yeah, why? 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 Why would you? Why would you be looking at that dude? Who can he pin it on? I mean, it's just like an interesting. You know, what I'm saying, like, wh- why? Why would your producer want her dead, or the producer from Rosemary? Why would he want her dead? I mean, to me, it's just it's just a really. Turn me down. 
it's just really strange. But getting to the, the whole point of it, um, I personally don't think that Roman did it. I don't think Bruce Lee did it. I'm, I'm like 90% sure Bruce Lee didn't do it. Um, one inch punch. One inch. I mean, one inch everything, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, he only had one nut. Yeah. But I don't, and I don't know that I believe that the Manson family did it. I, I think that they were definitely there. But I think that they, my, my theory, my, and this is just my conjecture here. My theory is that there was a larger reason for these people to die that had connections to MK, MK Ultra, and remote assassin type of stuff, right? Manchurian candidate. Manchuria candidate stuff. And then also the, you know, implanting false memory stuff. And I mean, these guys were doing so much acid. And what I found interesting is Patricia Krenwinkel's statements where she said, I remember stabbing her and she said, I'm already dead. Right? I'm already dead. Yeah. I'm already dead. Yeah. But that to me, I was, when I first heard that, I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. Like somebody somebody in, a, in that moment just getting stabbed a bunch of times, just being like, why are you doing this? I'm already dead. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be gone, right? I could see that happening. But then when I started thinking about the Manchurian candidate stuff and the false memories and the things like that, what if she was already dead? And they just went up there to make it look worse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or they were going. They were sent up there to arrange the bodies, make it and look witchy, make it look witchy, exactly mm-hmm. to where their their role was not actually the murder, but was to make it look witchy. And then afterwards, they false memory implanted that you guys did it. She's the one you saw her stabbing it. She, you know, she was already dead. like all of those things under the drug induced state. To me, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. You give witches a bad name, bad name. It's a good one. But it's interesting because there was only, you know, the one. I mean, I think that. Patricia Krenwinkel did admit to stabbing, I think it was Abigail Folger. And I can't remember which one of them admitting to stabbing the pregnant Sharon Tate. But it just makes me wonder, yeah, maybe you did, but was that person already dead? Mm -hmm. And you guys just went up there to basically get it to be pinned on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean... Tex Watson, like, how how did you know to climb up a phone pole to cut the telephone lines? Yeah. And who was it that was, like, the night before where the, the, like, I can't remember if it was at that house or a neighbor's house, or maybe it was the other, the La Bianca house where the cable was cut, cable TV line was cut the night before i don't recall the cable tv line Uh i do know that they went to the door before and they were looking for terry melcher and 
and they were told he moved out like six months ago. Because mm. they're at one of those houses, they were going to have uh, people over to watch a cable movie, and it was like pretty rare to have back then. That was at their house. And, that was, and the cable line was cut, and then it was like the following night when the murders happened. So it was like somebody came over, cut the cable line. Mm-hmm. Like from what I remember, the interview with Tom O'Neill was that they cut that cable line thinking it was the power. Yeah. And the power didn't go out. And so they booked it and came, came, back, came, back, came back the next day. Yeah. 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 You're mixing it up with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So. Yeah, basically. Mm. And her getting blasted in a pool. Yep. On fire. That was a cool movie until the end, and then I was just like, eh. It was hilarious, the end of it. The, yeah, I mean, it was, it was like, kind of like so over the top, <laughs> yeah. but I kind of thought it would have been cooler if it would have been cooler a, a lot was. cooler if you did, <laughs> um, if it if it was like more realistic. Like maybe, because you'd think that within the Hollywood community that people had heard, mm-hmm. you know, and passed it on over that generation that of what happened and how it happened and who did it. I don't know. Mm. You would think. That's why I was thinking the once upon a time in Hollywood. Yep. Have their own theories going around. Yeah. Or the, or the actual, you know, rumor that's true, but that the police Mm. can't actually confirm, you know, can't, can't, uh, can't prove. I mean, just like any, any, Weinstein did it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Feeling her up. (laughs) (laughs) She did. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so to me, like I licking his lips. <laughs> J Mike, Jumbo. <laughs> I I don't know. I I I think it's it's not maybe in my right winged MAGA QAnon loving mind. It's not far off to say that that could be a motive, like doing the Manchurian, especially with the Reeve Whitson and Richard Linkletter, uh, Linkletter uh, connection potentially to that, you know, and Linkletter had glasses like that. And I think he was actually one of the only dudes that had that specific prescription, if I remember right, that mm-hmm. we talked about last time, or uh, glasses like that. I mean, he was on a list of like, a very short list of people that had that glasses, I yeah. think. Um, you know, and that Reeve Whitson dude just like, running around Hollywood, you know, basically just paying for everything and just just being the the puppet guy behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, it's yeah. Yeah. I I think it'd be safe to say that Roman Polanski was not the mastermind of that. No, nah, he was too busy looking at childborn. <laughs> Probably filming it too. Yeah. Filming it and baiting no it. You know? Unless that was the thing, and Sharon Tate busted him. But yeah, that's there's nothing. But <laughs> it, but so you're gonna send some assassins? Are you an assassin? <laughs> Are you an assassin? Did you come to kill me? <clears throat> but you're gonna send an assassin to the house, and he lays ways to like nine people. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's obviously an over exaggeration but he lays ways to five people it's like mm-hmm. bro like um what's wrong with you why didn't you just do a, the one but i mean i guess if you're trying to make it look like 
she was just a victim, but she was really the target, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll probably never know, but William Ramsey just released another book. Did you guys hear about that? Mm -mm. He did a book on the Smiley Face Killers, and I'm like, bro, you need to do a book about Zodiac and and that murder because they're connected. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're connected. Well, let him know. I've already told him, man. Told him, dude. I texted him earlier. <laughs> we do our other podcast together. <laughs> Um, but that's yeah. really why we've been MIA. We've been on. You got to do the other one. Yeah. <laughs> on the basically, basically have to like help him out. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have enough good content. That's the problem. It's like, it's like, dude, let me help you out here, bro. It's just like JRE. It's like, dude, all right, here, check it out. Here you go. Here's the formula, bro. Labels for you. <laughs> you want to be successful? Here you go. Speaking of JRE, somebody sent me, uh, like a short, a short video. My buddy Corey sent me a short video of a guy that was on JRE recently, I think, and he he was talking about the uh, atomic bomb blast, the nuclear testing that they did, and mm -hmm. did you see that and how yeah. the, they picked that apart car, the video, the yeah, and how it's fake, and I'm like, I thought everybody already knew that. It's not anything that I ever thought about until I saw it, and then I was like, oh, well, yeah. I remember watching the video itself, those videos, and going... Well, how is the camera still standing? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I guess they could edit that, you know, at the end before it gets, you know, mm -hmm. done. But like the, the radiation, the radiation, exactly what he brought up with the film. It's just like the moon that just yep. appears after the blast. And it yeah. appears and disappears. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like total fakeness, man. Mm. Fakeness. It, that was definitely one of the things that never even thought about or looked at those videos like with a critical eye or anything. Yeah. And then the, after seeing that, I was like, yeah, bro, what? Yeah. The explosion and like just how it looks like it's a, it doesn't look like a real house. It looks like a model. Mm -hmm. the, basically, I, I agree with Joe on the, uh, the ratio of like what it looked like, like the smoke and stuff to the house. Like it looked out of proportion, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's interesting stuff to look at. People yeah. have it. It's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but anyway, that's all I had on the on the Roman Polanski. I don't think he did it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that he had anything to do with it. That's just my personal opinion. He's definitely a shit bag. Yeah. For other reasons, but he prevert, prevert, prevert. But yeah. So you guys got anything else? Yep. Groundbreaking things. What do you got? All these weak ass fucking trends always pussy with fucking ideas. Fuck them all. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs>